Hi everybody, welcome back to Friends in Bed. In this episode, I interview my dear friend Noah Pickett. They've completely changed how I listen to music and I just adore them so much. Without further ado, here's the interview. Hey guys, welcome back to Friends in Bed. I am here today with my good friend Noah Pickett, uh, also my roommate. Hello. Hello, good to be here. <laughs> how you doing today? I'm good. 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 Thanks for including me. Yeah, very absolutely. excited. Um, we have conversations like this all the time, mm-hmm. so I think it'll be interesting to you know get it on tape. Yeah. Get it in uh, permanent ink. Yeah. You know, written down. See how documented, that documented, pinned. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I think so too. Just as well. What are you doing today? What are you doing later today, Noah? <sighs> later what's today. What's going on in your day? Seven thirty-ish. Yeah. Like, what's? I don't know. Why I'm getting a feeling that. Something's happening that's very cool at that time. Yeah, funny you mentioned 7.30. So I am preparing for um, my first, like, live musical performance. Um, You know, for those who don't know, music's a huge part of my life. Um, I happen to play the drums and cymbals. um, And, yeah, finally able to, uh, you know, safely play some live music. Um for some folks outside. Um, it's for our mutual friends, uh, studio opening. So that's also very exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. there's definitely this like pretty strong community vibe to it. Um, just supporting one another and it's a nice way, um, you know, so many of us will have both vaccine shots by then. I think it's a nice way to sort of celebrate that too. Like there's just going to be a lot to celebrate, you know, spring. Yeah. It's outside too. So it's safe. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. There's, there'll be nice airflow happening. Yeah. (laughs) On the Island. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let the wind take it away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great. So tonight, um, we have a rehearsal, Mm -hmm. um, just ironing out some of the kinks for the music that's going to be playing. Um, that night it's very exciting. That's okay. What are you guys influenced? Who are you guys influenced by tonight for the, mm. for the music this weekend? Yeah, so um, I'm playing with two friends of mine um, on guitar, Luke, on saxophone, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Um, really inspiring playing with those two, and we definitely um, have some similar influences um, that inform us in the moment when we're making music together. Um we're going to be playing a lot of, um, Paul motion tunes. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> Paul motion's definitely, um, like a jazz heavyweight. He's held up the flag for, um, like true, um, improvisation. Right. Um, yeah. How, like, what's his age? When did he I'm not quite, rise into? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure of his exact age, but he played a lot with Bill Evans, I think, okay. like in the 60s. Yeah. Um, sure. So he started out with like cool jazz, um, you know, around that area, uh, mm-hmm. era. Miles Davis, Bill Evans, Dave Brubeck. Yeah. All those big groups. Um, he was certainly a part of that. Um, the peak moment yeah. for jazz where like everyone's just emerging out of the. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, I, I think what I find most inspiring about him as an influence is he. Um, committed to what he felt was right, you know, music he wanted to create, um, Mm -hmm. which was very different from 
you know, the norm and what was popular at the time mm-hmm. and what people wanted to pay musicians to play. Um, so, you know, he sort of paved his own path um, in that regard. And, um, you know, there's always a space somewhere. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So everyone should check him out. Um, music we're going to be playing is heavily inspired by that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's um, just a whole world of music um, similar to Paul Motion stuff that I think a lot of people miss out on. Yeah. Yeah. And how you, so you play the drums and the cymbals. Mm-hmm. And you are fucking incredible at both. Well, thank you. And, well, at, they're like together, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, like to say it that way. Yeah. Um, one, I heard one of my uh like drumming musical heroes uh sort of put it that way and i really agree with the idea that you don't want to like leave out the symbols as sort of their own instrument this is like getting into the nerdy minutiae of this is yeah gear and shit um but yeah it's like uh yeah there's a lot to pay attention to there just in the world of symbols and stuff too so i like to include that yeah what put you on to the drums Mm. Like in the beginning. Yeah. Like um, the blossoming. I mean, honestly, when I was around eight years old, mm-hmm. I was listening to Nirvana, Chili Peppers, uh, Soundgarden, bands like Soundgarden that. Soundgarden when you were eight? Yeah. Influenced by your dad, yeah? Or exactly. By... Yeah. That I have my so dad amazing. to thank for that. Mm-hmm. How cool, though, that you took that in, though. And you were mm-hmm. like, this is great. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's. I think it's um, a little easier when you have somebody like that, a role model that you look up to, and they're mm-hmm. telling you, hey, this stuff is hip, yeah. right? Like my dad putting on Stevie Ray Vaughan and being like, oh my you know, God. this is like <laughs> oh. the king of whatever, he right? He would put Stevie Ray, really? Yeah. Damn. That, That's incredible. I think that was, um, you know, like dominating the airwaves in yeah. my parents' house for a long time was SRV. And he'd take you to shows. He'd take you to jazz shows. Um, right? Or he would... Not really. No? Okay. Yeah. Because um, nobody else in my family was musical. Okay. Um, my mom was a dancer. Um, yeah. And my dad is very, like, artistic in a sort of, like analytical mathematical intellectual way Mm -hmm. so you see that side of him um you know come to the surface all the time like he can paint he's had no training no practice every like two years he'll sit down and he'll paint something Hmm. and i just always remember it looking super cool so um my sister did play piano though i guess Mm -hmm. i should mention that just to be fair yeah um so when you were eight mm -hmm. that's when you kind of started getting in tune with the musical world. That was your introduction. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Exactly. Like all of these great artists. Mm-hmm. And you were like, how can I be part of that? And then you found drums or? Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you brought me back because I yeah. tend to give very tangential, okay. uh, long-winded answers. Many layers. It's okay. Um, but yeah, the bottom line is I heard people like that. Um, Chad Smith for the Red Hot Chili Peppers and yeah. Dave Grohl, obviously for Nirvana and later Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, them Crooked Vultures, like all amazing drum parts um, in each of those groups. And it was just very musical drumming. Yeah. Which I think was like hard to come by in those genres. Um, I feel like a lot of times you have 
musicians who happen to play the drums, you know, they fall into um, trying to play like more mass appeal stuff, mm-hmm. stuff that's like easily approachable and popular. Um, and then you have more like visionary sort of iconoclastic people like Chad Smith or Dave Grohl. So um, I think I somehow had an ear for that mm-hmm. um, even back then. And I, I just think that's what drew me to the drums. Um, I think from day one, I saw it as a way for people to express who they are as individuals. And mm-hmm. that's always like really unique and com- uh, complex, right? So um, yeah, I've just been chasing that. I think since day one and I'm still chasing it now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're the rhythm keeper. You're a sound that sticks out in music and in mm-hmm. songs. The drum is like the, sometimes like the centerpiece of like, like, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It aligns everything together. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Um, I, I think in Western music, it's really common to think of drums as, um, you know, that's the drummer's role is to like keep time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in some music, um, that's kind of how you have to see your role in order to be successful in like, you know, big band drumming, for example. Um, like if you're not willi- willing to concede that and sort of have that perception of yourself and your role within that group, um, you're probably going to get fired and you're not going to last long. Um, right. And it's, you know, just hard to survive in that world nowadays anyways, but even back in, like, the height of things, like, that was your role, um, but I love how it's becoming more acceptable to, um, hold everyone in a musical group accountable for keeping time. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, that idea has been a sort of given, um, in other parts of the world, Um, and we're now sort of coming to terms with that and starting to accept that or see the value in it at least, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. So when I play music with people like Patrick and Luke, um, one really valuable lesson I've learned from playing with Patrick in particular is that it's not all about time and it's, um, we have this incorrect perception in Western music all the time, um, that like without a consistent like sense of time there can be no music happening on top of that um yeah. and that's not necessarily true you can have a pulse without having time um and this is still an idea that's super new to me um so I'm still exploring that and um trying to wrap my head around it but it's really interesting you play a lot of music with different artists mm-hmm. like you're in a different you're in a lot of different and many projects I guess um do you find it easy to kind of melt with other artists because you just right away pick up creatively with each other? Or do you think it takes some time to like warm up and understand each other's rhythm? Especially if you're going in just not blindly, but if you're just new to the mm-hmm. experience together. Yeah. Or do you adapt quickly? Mm-hmm. I, I love those questions. Um, I think you know me well enough to know that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that dynamic of a relationship I contribute to or maintain with somebody else Mm -hmm. what that looks like is really important to me um and you know obviously you're striving for something that's healthy enjoyable um serves the needs of 
both people right um because you have to represent yourself while also accepting the other person's creativity too exactly and then understanding that that might not always align with one another's vision Mm -hmm. and then finding a way to kind of like maneuver out of that exactly and so i think the same is true in musical relationships or because it's um, so vulnerable yeah like here's a sound that i think is good that's just purely me Mm -hmm. you know and like let me know what you think and just give it a go Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but it also depends on the group i mean sometimes like you know i've done very like entry level albeit um you know like session work Mm-hmm. where somebody's hired me to play something very specific that was in their head. Um, and, you know, I either service that need for their vision or, yeah, like I don't make the cut. Right. Um, so there's not as much room there for sort of individual expression or whatever. Um, yeah, I've always been drawn to um, more collectivist ethos, right, in a group. Um, so, yeah playing with Nika, um, you know, recently, um, just wrapped up recording her second solo album. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was very exciting and it was an enjoyable experience. Um, because there was just that openness the whole time. Um, sure. Like we all understood it was Nika's record. Um, the songs that she wrote sound a certain way in her head and we're going to try as a group to get as close to that as possible. Um, but sometimes, you know, another individual in the group contributes something, puts something out on the table, um, that deviates, but is, you know, just as well, or, um, you know, maybe sounds better than what we were intending or what we were trying to go for. Um, so you miss out if you're not open to those things. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine. Yeah. So I, I think no matter what project, um, I might be contributing to um i i try and just pay attention to those vagaries Mm -hmm. um all of those like ambiguous like abstract things i think that's much more important to me um openness being like one example you know a sort of a variable to pay attention to and um yeah i i think that's much more important to me than um you know my role is like just clear cut um you know like a job description or something like that like that's boring to me it's happened to me before in in certain settings and um it's just very limiting so um yeah I love playing with friends people I'm close to um people you see as mentors like Patrick absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. Patrick for context he's Mm -hmm. a jazz musician pretty well known and to some degree worked with bad bad not good Right? Or he knows them? Yeah, I think he knows them. Yeah. Dude, he's just a stand-up guy with, like, a crazy knack for the saxophone. So, yeah, he's just... (laughs) Noah and I are like, like, oh my god, we just love Patrick. He's amazing. He's incredible. Mm -hmm. And he's just a really sweet guy with a really cute child. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Well, how do you think... It's kind of like veer into a similar realm. Mm Um, how do you think, like, you, like, how do I want to word this? So, like, sexuality and sensuality and instruments and music and playing music, I feel like they kind of 
they definitely dance with each other in a way. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like that applies to you with drums and the music you listen to and the music you often like find yourself enjoying the most? Yeah. Um, that is a hard right turn. I know. <laughs> Hopefully all the stuff I said before... Um, is still going to be in service of what oh, we're jumping yeah, into I mean, now. It was yeah, a little it's, philosophical it's all, and like background. Well, yeah, task, it, but... it's, it's who you are. Mm-hmm. So it gives context. <laughs> anyway, what's the tea? You know? <laughs> okay. So cutting me the chase. I think that, I mean, that's something that, um, you know, like why does the expression sex cells exist like in the music industry? Um, for better or worse, um, there's a lot of overlap between sexuality and music. Yep. Um, I think that's something most people would agree on. Some people are totally closed off and uncomfortable with that. Um, and that's totally fine if, you know, that's what's working for them. Um, but yeah, there's just, um, it can be used to that extreme. Um, you know, where somebody's sexuality is being exploited to sell their music um again like some people are really smart about that and they sort of like um you know it's like a necessary evil but they still feel like they're in control of that and you know maybe they kind of don't care um I don't want to like speak for anybody especially since I'm so far removed from um you know like some pop stars who have sort of been known or become successful for doing that Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's just all interesting. Like all of that overlap is interesting and it can look so different. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, and for you personally, mm -hmm. for me personally, I mean, okay. Yeah. Like (laughs) let's go back to (laughs) Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's go back to them. Anthony Kiedis. (laughs) They're sex crazed men. Yeah. I think that's fair to say, or, you know, like it's, even their newer stuff is still has that sort of, um, you know, concern with sexual themes to put it lightly, lightly mm-hmm. yeah, or lightly. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, again, like what, um, allows people to relate to their music sometimes. And there's, um, you know, for the most part, like nothing wrong with that and like safely validates those Mm -hmm. feelings or those emotions because you can connect with what they're saying because they're just expressing something that's just true and real yeah what people feel Mm -hmm. and i I keep putting it in like general terms so i'll try and get a little bit more (laughs) personal okay it's okay i know it's like a a really big question and Mm -hmm. it's probably ever changing and developing Mm -hmm. so well okay so like as a you know preteen boy or whatever you're listening to rhcp and trying to get away with the loudest volume possible in your room with your family members in the house and they might not really get the music you know in yeah. the, they might not appreciate it like you do um but yeah i mean like you said it was like validating to some degree to hear um you know like paraphrasing obviously but um you know, sex can be fun. Um, sex can be empowering. Um, it's normal, healthy. Um, it's okay to think about. Obviously, there are like extremes sometimes, like even in their music. Um, yeah. You know, it's more so it's. And... Mm-hmm. 
exactly. super objectifying. Exactly. Yeah, X, Y, and Z. You know, yeah. so bummer because those things can. Um, so Z dollar because uh, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you know, like relating to those things and then taking them. Um, you know, to a certain length, they become like harmful behaviors, right? So, like, I definitely had to sort of do some relearning, right? With um, my relationship with Red Hot Chili Peppers or just any music that like exudes sex, you you just have to be. It, you know, it's like with anybody or with any music, um, if you're looking at it through this lens of sexuality, it's like that interpretation, and what you take away from it can look so many different ways depending on how that person's life experience, personality, you know, et cetera, interacts and intersects with that, um, you know, like musical message or whatever. Yeah. Um, so obviously like, um, not to place like good or bad value judgments on a lot of those things, but of course, like some interpretations are more harmful. Um, and some interpretations are, you know, maybe more healthy or, or whatever. Um, so I think that's one thing I have to be extremely thankful for, um, sort of growing up with music like that, um, is it just gave me a sort of like jumping off point, mm-hmm. you know, and then you just return to those ideas and sort of keep filtering them through new ideas as you accommodate them, you know, like throughout your life. Um, and you were listening mm-hmm. to them while you were, cause you were, you, you started playing drums when you were eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all since then, essentially, you've been playing drums nonstop. Or yeah. have you taken any years off or, or any time? I haven't. Okay. No, I I get um, a very weird feeling when I'm away from my drums for mm-hmm. a long time, and I always know like what to call it. You know, sometimes like you feel like shit, and you don't really understand mm-hmm. why, and like nothing you're really taking, bad like, happened. Sixty that day. different things. You're mixing the pot around. You're like, what is it? What ingredient is it? What am I yeah. not getting? What am I getting too much of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like with drums, 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 drums. Yeah, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it could be due to like a number of different reasons. I think sometimes I miss them because they're a nice distraction. They also are probably a huge part of your identity and how you like identify yourself. I think Maybe. so. I don't know. That's a projection or an assumption, but mm. no, I think you that's might like class really true. like you're you're a drummer. That is your mm-hmm. your art. That's your your form yeah it's certainly close to that because it's mm -hmm. a huge part of you yeah Yeah. i think you're right it's certainly a huge um it's it's a reliable way to express my personality Mm -hmm. and identity yeah at the very least it's a firm way to express yeah Mm -hmm. i feel yeah like drums are sometimes the like my favorite part of a song Mm -hmm. or an instrument or like just a piece of music like i just love it's so synchronized and always like i said earlier it could just kind of like it it forms everything yeah it's the rhythm keeper you know it's just mm-hmm. like it like it just forms it brings it back it grounds it mm-hmm. it like stabilizes you a little bit cause yeah. it's just firm and loud mm-hmm. per- no percussion is an extremely special instrument like they're all special mm-hmm. in different ways but absolutely there's something to be said about you know the you know why can like most people get goosebumps or be able to like pick out a song where the drums are sort of what brought them to that song and like what keeps bringing them back um and you know you can get a little more scientific well like the drums um 
have more potential to provide like accentuation and yeah. syncopation yes. um you know a lot of these things that just like you know uh psychologically or like physiologically sort of draw us in it's like very primal yeah um but it can also just again be like subjective because it's still art um so I think you know that's incredibly special you know and like I might listen to um Sledgehammer Mm -hmm. by Peter Gabriel and that like super funky shuffle beat brings me back super frequently and somebody else will listen to that song and you know there's no spark and that's totally fine but you're right there's something like just very primal about being able to connect, even if you're not a drummer. Yeah. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. are in tune with that. What is your... What's your go-to suggestion if someone is like... Well, let me, re- let me rephrase that. Like, mm-hmm. what, what is your, like, favorite... Who is your favorite drummer? Um, it changes. Like, okay, this week... This week? Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, probably Paul Motion. Like, I haven't listened to his music in a long time, and um, preparing for this upcoming performance, I've had to, like, go through a bunch of his discography, and it's amazing. And he's one of those shining examples of, um, like, he's just such an individual. Nobody sounds like him. Yeah. I mean, how special is that? You sit down at this instrument... And there's, you know, tens of thousands of people who have a drum set, cymbals, sticks, you know, that combination. So there's the potential to, like, sound the same. And you never will. But also, like, Paul Motion is just even more removed from that. He only sounds like himself. He's only um, showing up on his instrument, you know, in an honest and sincere way. Um, And just sort of, like, meeting himself where he's at every single time and you can hear that um so I think this week that's um you know somebody I'm really looking up to um but I also really love listening to Mark Juliana Mm -hmm. he makes a lot he, he plays a lot of like various genres and he does them all extremely well so that's a name I throw out a lot you love Mark Juliana I'm never gonna throw out Paul Motion's name but (laughs) yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's just one example. I'll stop there. No, it's... There's so many others, too. I, but. I'm trying to think. So we're at 27. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just said that. How awkward to say that. <laughs> we're on a schedule. It's okay. I, we're on a timeline. You know? <laughs> we got things to do. I'm still learning how to do this. Like, I'm still learning how to be comfortable and, like, flow with it. And I... Sometimes they just, like, insert such, like, an awkward few seconds. I'm like, oh, we're at uh, 27 minutes. Uh, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Well, it's honest <laughs> and sincere, is it not? Right? And, like, yeah. I have no experience it's being very, on this end of it's very flawed as your interviewee, so. I usually keep them around, like, 30 minutes is why I think I was, like, <laughs> interrupting with that. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to share that you'd like to kind of throw in that relates to anything? I want to dig deep. I you want to dig deep? I want to even, like, try and just cut through once more, because I think I failed before. Well, okay, okay. Let's, Jesus. let's look at Let me sit down music. on the ground here. 
through the lens of sexuality and like what does that overlap look like i think that's an important idea okay say that again sorry yeah uh, i think maybe saying it in a little bit different way like there are definitely lessons to be learned um and many musicians have definitely learned like life lessons but also lessons pertaining to sexuality like through their musical development Mm mm-hmm that's totally a thing. There's so much overlap between growing as a musician and the lessons you learn doing that. And then you just, you realize that it transcends the con- uh, context of music. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be applied to your life. Um, so I think, you know, probably the biggest one, I want to squeeze this in. Because I'm, I'm just endlessly fascinated by this idea. Please share. Um you really learn how to listen when you play music, especially when you play music with other people. It doesn't have to be um, extremely communicative um, music like jazz. It doesn't have to be, you know, quote unquote, like conversation music. So, um, but you know, like growing up as a musician, you get to a certain point where you don't have to think about what you're playing anymore. It just kind of comes out. And that frees you up and makes more space um, for, like, external stimuli coming in from people like, you know, Nika, Patrick, Luke. These are the people, you know, that you might play with. All of a sudden, there's this whole world out there, you know, that has nothing to do with you. And you have this opportunity to sort of surrender to that. And that's honestly, like, my favorite way to... Um, like think about or view sex um, it's it's an opportunity to like communicate with the other person collaborate collaborate mm-hmm. listen um, you know not just uh, ruthlessly advocating like for what you want in that moment because obviously that's a slippery slope and can get very harmful and um you know, so right, like if you're listening well, um, you're also picking up on what the other person is looking for. And if that happens to align with what you're looking for, then bing, bang, boom, you've got some, you know, <laughs> magic, <laughs> blood you've sugar, sex, magic, magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's incredibly valid mm-hmm. that do you feel like, um, I kind of, this is going back a little bit, but do you feel like having drumming as an outlet going through puberty and like through Mm -hmm. that explosive time, you know, in a young person's life that all these feelings are new and confusing and weird, you feel angry about them because you're just like, what is, what do I do with all this energy? Did you find drumming as like a safe outlet for feelings like that? Or was it more of like soccer and like physical activity where you'd Mm -hmm. be like outside running, you know? No, I think. Like what was your medicine, I guess, during that time? I think you're right that music and my relationship with my instrument was the number one anchor point. It was the Mm -hmm. safest, most reliable refuge for me growing up, especially as somebody who had this like sort of natural, like bent personality. I was never really interested in doing what most people were going to, you know, try and do themselves like, um, you know, just be popular, conform, like, whatever. 
right um, terms we want to like put that in. Um, you know, so like coming home from school, um, many days I was like frustrated with that. Um, yeah. being in that environment and not being, not being able, able to, to like explore my true nature uh-huh. and connect with other people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to just come back to the drums. Um, you know, and I just knew so deeply that I could be myself there, mm-hmm. you know, me with my drums. Didn't matter who was in the room. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just you and that, that outlet, that expression. Yeah. That avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. What music turns us on, specifically? Like neo for me, neo mm-hmm. soul, or like like artists. Yeah. So like so many because I just love music so much. So mm-hmm. like my emotionally and just like physically I'm attached to a lot of different artists I feel like but a lot of neo soul like honestly like Brianna Havis Mm -hmm. beautiful like her voice sounds like burnt honey and it's just so like it's so passionate and tender and sweet and it's also very sexy and sensual um instrumental like some ambient music honestly Mm -hmm. is like ridiculous as that sounds um Oh, you know, and then there's always, like, Billie Holiday and, like, yeah. Nat King Cole, like, obviously, Muddy Waters, like, Old Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, like, a gist, like, a slight gist. Mm-hmm. But, like, old school, like, R&B, R&B, obviously, and, like, hip-hop and, like, everything, because mm-hmm. I just love it all so much. Yeah, there's there's so much music, whatever it happens to look like, that exudes sex. Mm-hmm. What about you? Like, who are artists for you that are, like, your, like, the... Well, it's funny, Spark like, moment. I noticed when you said atmospheric music, you know, or, like, instrumental music. Um, yeah, transient, kind of, like, floaty, but also have, like, some heavy bass. Bass mm-hmm. turns me, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, that heavy, like, moment mm-hmm. in songs. Yeah. Mm. So, Houchka. Houchka. Does not have heavy bass, but that is some sort of ambient, it's borderline, like, classical music. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time he's playing, um, you know, like a, a piano that he's manipulated acoustically with like ping pong balls and tape and spoons and forks. and So that's weird, you know, that Houchka kind of does it for me sometimes. Um, but, you know, that's the beauty of it, right? Is like sometimes there's just some weird... Um, <laughs> really different music that just <laughs> gets you that way yeah i don't know why i, I started laughing because i just imagined you know it started playing in my highwayman by willie nelson and mm-hmm. <laughs> johnny that literally started playing in my mind just now and it like that song cracks me up mm-hmm. that doesn't turn me up, but it just like makes me laugh every single time because it just reminds me of like the west what like and that is such a different avenue that i'm talking about it's just, and i just heard it so vividly in my mind like mm-hmm. i almost started singing it out loud well that that speaks to how convincing that song is i know right like it's and able how to just it make bring... you laugh out loud when you think about it we're not even listening to it right now 
And it's such, like, an ode to that lifestyle and just that entire, like, region. But it's just, like, I don't know. I don't know why. I just, like, vividly heard it in my mind. Um, my fit like, my... I feel like, I don't know. Like, I really like, do you like Boards of Canada? Yeah, I do. Like, but that's not like, that's not music, that but it's just music that I just am like enamored by every time I listen to it. Or if I listen to, even like One O Tricks Point Never, Mm -hmm. like Chrome Country, the levels in that song are just like out of this world. Yeah. And that can put me in like a different state of mind, of course, but yeah, I've never. Do Do you think it just, it becomes less of you know, is there this obvious, like, sexual message or intention, and it's much more about, like, energy yes. at a certain point for you? Yes, because when I listen to music, I often think of how I could, I could move my body to it, mm-hmm. because I am a dancer, and I love dancing, and pretty much whenever I have ever listened to music from as long as I can remember, I envision what it looks like to move to it, so whether I'm, like, envisioning, like, <laughs> sex or, like, just dancing in mm-hmm. general. Like, there's always movement associated to, like, every rhythm yeah. or, like, every little note or every, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that even, what did you even ask? That didn't even cut near what you asked, I think. No, I think it does because, you know, like, if it's, um, if that's one way that, you know, you're saying, like, you take energy in mm-hmm. and it's yeah. so physical, it's so very much rooted in your body it's kinetic, mm-hmm. um, then it makes sense that there's, you know, sort of a bridge there uh, between how music makes you feel in your body and, like, maybe how you want to feel in your body, you know, like, sexually. Right. Like, there might be that bridge there. I guess that's what I, I was getting at, and it makes sense. I think so, because it's, it's a rhythm, it's a flow, it's, mm-hmm. like you said, collaboration. It's, yeah, it's, it's a dance, mm-hmm. you know? So you have to listen Absolutely. and flow and be open to the different sounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you might step on your partner's toe yeah. every once and in a while. And read. then that's fine too. You just make an adjustment and communicate some more. Do you find it that you, because you play music, do you like to dance? Or do you have a hard time expressing yourself that way? Like, would you rather play the music than dance to it? These days, I'm really not so sure anymore. Like, I'm kind of torn <laughs> and I'm working through that right now. Like, I'd say over the last year, mm-hmm. I've started, um, I've been discovering, I think, that part of myself that has always liked to move, but now is only, is only just now feeling comfortable, um, you know, expressing that through, like, dance, right? And, mm-hmm. like, putting those movements to music. I've always been, like... Um, you know, just conscious of, like, the way my body moves. Um, and I think part of that, like, coming out of adolescence is maybe you, like, over-obsess about those things and how they're perceived by other people. Yep. So there's this, like, stiffness and self-editing. Um, Super hyper-aware of everything around you. Yeah. And honestly, that's just probably where I'm at as a person, even at 24, as I'm still kind of, like, coming out of that. And now that I'm feeling maybe a little bit more confident with like who I truly am and what my true nature is maybe that's why in this last year you know I've been more open to um you know how would I dance to this music um you know in the moment or whatever 
which is pretty exciting. <laughs> I never saw myself as somebody who <clears throat> could dance or, yeah, you know, could even appreciate it or something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's that's easy. changing it's right there. now. Mm-hmm. It's there. Yeah. You can always move. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the time being, in our youth, in our strong youth, we can always move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if you could hear one song right now and dance to it, what song would that be? I really like, <laughs> it's a feel-good song, and because mm-hmm. it's very sunny and nice out, it's Praise You by Fatboy Slim, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just very, it's very fun, it's very cheerful, and it's very, like, dance down the street in the sun with, like, it reminds me of 500 Days of Summer, when he's, like, oh, running down the street after cool. he finally, like, has sex with Summer, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, like, feeling great. That's, like, the vibe that that song is, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you? Um, I love how Go It Alone by Beck makes me feel in my body. It's this very, like, slow groove, but for some reason it still has this, like, energetic bounce to it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, what album is that from? That's from Guero. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the one where he, it's like a marbled, not marbled, but it almost looks like, um, like it's a photo taken through water or something. Oh, um... Looks like a bloom, like a light bloom, I guess. Is that Morning Phase? Yeah. yeah. Yes. The yep. one that you really like? Yeah. That I know you like. The really only like. album by back that I like. I know that sounds so... But it's true. It's true. No, I mean, that. there's good reason for that. That's like one of the most lush sonic landscapes I've ever heard in my life. It's Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a walk through the woods. Mm-hmm. Like coming, yeah, just like coming to nature. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me of. Okay. Well, I think that's good. Okay. I'm happy with that. Are you good with that? I am too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun conversation to have. I'm sure it will continue once we um, stop recording. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) We're not nervous on camera. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, It's still going. Thank you still. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy what you hear, please feel free to subscribe and share this podcast with the people you like, dislike, people you know, people you don't know, whatever's clever. Thanks so much. I hope you have a wonderful day or night, whatever time it is for you.